This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. Filling in is Andy Pate, party of choice. Awesome. Welcome back to Rush to Reason. We're in hour three. He's Andy Pate. I'm Shemaine Navarro. And you want to know what we keep talking about? This year is going to be the year of. Yeah. You know what it's going to be the year of? Fill in the blank. The year of. School board races. Ooh. Yes, yes. Um, On the line, we have Lori Gimmelstein, who is the executive director of the Colorado and Cherry Creek Parent Advocacy Network. Welcome to the show, Lori. How you doing? Oh, I'm great, Shemay. Thanks for having me. Hi, Andy. Hi, Lori. Good to hear from you. By the way, thanks for fighting the fight. I'm just going to lead off with that. Well, thank you. Happy to be walking the walk with all these phenomenal people. Awesome. So tell tell our listeners a little bit about uh, Colorado and Cherry Creek Parent Advocacy Network. You just had a recent kickoff event. There was like 400 people there. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing and, and, and what your goal is for this upcoming year. Oh, absolutely. So um, I uh, run the Colorado and Cherry Creek Parent Advocacy Networks, and really our focus is to restore the parent's voice in education. Um, And we are working together uh, with other organizations across the state of Colorado and nationally uh, to really celebrate restoring the parent's voice in education and recognizing and understanding um, that we can all purposefully work together to restore a rigorous, non-political, safe, and fulfilling educational experience for all students. And we are really committed to ensuring a culture of accountability. Uh, So we want a culture of accountability for academic excellence, accessibility to school choice, partnerships with families, and curricula transparency. Lori, one of the things that I always, I like politicians, I will just say on my side of the aisle to say, so I'm, full disclosure, I'm on the right, okay? (laughs) But what I like them to say is, in education, your child's success is my only agenda. I like that. Um, I think that all um, that really the issues that we're seeing in education um, really are not political. I mean, it's it's really the the it's it's a difference between right and wrong, and and not a difference of right and left. And uh, we can there are many issues that the media are pulling into a political end uh, that are not political. You know, example number one would be academic performance across the state of Colorado and across the nation that we're seeing. And in the state of Colorado, more than 50% of our our third through eighth graders are not meeting basic grade level expectations. And I would argue that 
uh, the majority of parents and stakeholders in the state of Colorado care about that. I think um, issues like safety, when you're dealing with uh, issues around Title IX and how that's implemented to protect student safety on campus, uh, sexual and physical assault and harassment issues, you know, the safety of our children is, is incredibly important. And they, again, it, it's not between right and left. I mean, this is right and wrong. Okay, Lori, here's what I want to ask. Money. Sure. Why is one single, solitary, tax dime being spent on anything in schools that is not keeping kids safe and successful, okay? If it's not going to help them be successful, like you just gave the stats, you know. Alarming, right? Third grade through eighth grade, yeah. Those are alarming, okay? That's ridiculous. That's unforgivable. It doesn't work. They're not succeeding, but you're spending money helping them choose their gender. They're not succeeding, but you're spending money helping them, um, you know, become environmentalists. They're not succeeding, but you're spending money on things that have absolutely nothing to do with their success, you know, Lori, I happen to I, I have a degree in the ministry. OK, I'm a Christian. Guess what? Mm-hmm. I don't want my beliefs taught to your kids in public schools. I don't want my beliefs shoved and put, you know, taught to your kids unless you choose to have those beliefs taught to your kids, say, in a, you know, with school choice. Then you can do that. Then it's up to the parent. Then the parent has a yep. voice. But I don't want my views forced on your kid in mm-hmm. schools. Forced. Get the mm-hmm. word. And I'm, I, I get really angry. I get really angry at the idea that tax dollars are being taken from people of all beliefs to teach kids one side. Correct. And the, the, where you need to look at that is, is our government. And, you know, limited powers is an essential component of uh, protecting our freedoms, and that is being exploited. And when you say, you know, how is this money being spent, you need to look at legislation that's being passed by our elected officials. And uh, th- that is unfortunately what's happening. And in addition to that, when you the, following the money is really an interesting um, process, um, and you're, you're looking uh, at money from many different arenas, including but not limited to the teachers unions. Yeah. Um, so in this, but this goes all the way up to the National Education Association, the American Federation of Teachers, the Colorado Education Association, and all down into these local um, school district teachers unions and, and what they're doing with teachers dues. And, you know, when you think of a union and, and you know, as a parent, so I, I'm a parent, um, and when I started to so become you're a t- So you're a terrorist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in their books. Well, some people think that. Oh, okay. Um, I, uh, I am a parent. I am supporting uh, the values that you're describing that we expect in a public education. You know, we... we we believe that our children should be educated in the fundamentals of math, science, social studies, uh, and, and not agendas, especially controversial agendas. And when you look at the money piece, Andy, you, and you look at the teachers' union, there's this real, there's this like misplaced belief that the teachers' union is this organization that's doing wonderful things for students and, and educators, and uh, that is not true. Uh, they're teach, our teachers, our amazing teachers, are giving their hard-earned money, and teachers don't go into the profession for money. They go into the profession because they want to educate kids, and they have a love for education and for students. And in the Cherry Creek School District, that figure is over $900 a year. 
And the Cherry Creek Education Association, for example, uses that money to promote political agendas. So they actually donate money to organizations like Black Lives Matter. You see, Lori, this really quick, this infuriates me because the parents are paying the money. Okay, and and then rather than being able to to guide their own kids' education, they have to fall begging before school boards to basically say, "Please don't teach my kids things that have nothing to do with their success in life." Okay, please don't teach my kids any agenda from either side. Why, Lori? Why do parents have to fall begging before school boards just to see that their money is spent the way they'd like it spent? Well, and. You know, it's it's interesting that you bring up school board, uh, the board of education, because, you know, we've spent uh, the last two years mm-hmm. um, going to the following the protocols that we're supposed to follow as parents. You know, first reaching out to your child's teacher, then the the school principal, and then you're reaching out to district administration and the board of education. Oh, that's all and a wall. That's all a wall. It, it, I mean, it, all they're doing all is dragging wall. it out and making it. All they're doing is adding twenty hoops for you to jump through when you should have Correct. the right to simply choose right from the start. Hey, it's your kid, not theirs. Why are you jumping Correct. through a bunch of hoops? Hey, Lori, how about an idea? How about they jump through a bunch of hoops? before they can get permission from you to be able to shove an agenda on your children. It's your kid. Well, Andy, you Sorry for my anger here, by the way. No, I would like to see you join the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network. I'm not a parent. (laughs) You don't need to be a parent because we're a network of parents, grandparents, community stakeholders, civic leaders, business leaders, pastors. We need everybody. This is just because I'm a parent doesn't give me this unique opportunity to fight for our children and the future of our America. We need everyone. We need you to be on our team, to be helping us and helping to organize and to educate and inform more people, just like you're doing with today's show. And, you know, I think um, the... You are right. We are jumping through hoops. And when we are at Board of Education meetings, I want to make it abundantly clear. We are not communicating to our Board of Education that we've elected. Yeah. Um, the, the boards, uh, in a lot of school districts, these boards of education were handpicked by the teachers' union. And this is a piece I really want to get across to our listeners today because you're going to hear in the school board elections coming up uh, in 23 that, you know, these candidates are the teachers' union candidates. These, these are the candidates for teachers. And I encourage parents and voters to really look at what that teachers union is spending their money on. So, in a, for example, in Cherry Creek, the, um, the teachers union has a social justice pod. And in collaboration with the district administrative office called the Office of Equity, Culture, and Community Engagement, which, by the way, has been rebranded. It used to be the Office of Inclusive Excellence. Then it became the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. And today it stands as the Office of Equity, Culture, and Community Engagement. And last year, on January 31st, or I shouldn't say last year, this year, (laughs) on January 31st, um, so just about a year ago, uh, they were going to push Black Lives Matter School Week of Action into the first week of Black History Month, into our K-12 curriculum, and they were going to require our children to pledge allegiance to Black Lives Matter. And, Unreal. You know, I think there's, and, and I think we have to remember that not everybody is familiar 
with the principles, the 13 principles of Black Lives Matter, right? Like, they did a really good job. They used a really good slogan mm-hmm. as their organization name. Good yeah, but, yeah, but BLM, BLM, though, BLM, though, is a political ideology, Lori. Here's the big difference Absolutely. between our side and their side. By the way, can I keep you over the break? Oh, yeah, please. Okay, because I want to I hear some more about this. But before we go to break, I want to say something, Lori. Here's the big difference between our side and their side. I don't want them hearing my BLM side. Okay, I'm not BLM, but you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. You're not going to force. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm uh, okay. I'm you know MAGA. On, you know, like MAGA. Andy, our, our country is founded on freedom over force, and yes. what we're seeing is a transition to force over freedom. Right. And you're 100 percent right, and that's what CPAN in all of our member groups across the entire state of Colorado, in all of these groups that we work with nationally, like the Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism, Parents Defending Education, the Independence Institute, uh, Freedom Works, Parents Knows Best, all of these incredible sure. groups are working together because what you're describing is happening. This is really happening. And I definitely want to talk, touch a bit more on that Black Lives Matter School Week of Action. We will. Because uh, I, I would love to connect you uh, with all of the information that we, we were given by 68 teachers and two principals in the Cherry Creek School District. Okay, tell you what, Lori, what, when we come back, let's talk about that, okay? Because, and here's, real quick, here's one thing I tell people. Even if I agreed with everything with BLM, even if I was a rabid supporter of BLM, I wouldn't want it taught to your kids in school because it is a political side and it has nothing to do with them getting a better job. 100%. Zero. Okay. 100%. They could... But we got to talk about the reason for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's the piece. Like, we're all, we all agree on that very same foundational principle. So what is the reason that our schools, that we, um, you know, that our founders thought public education was important? What is the reason that our schools are going against this this narrative absolutely let's talk about that let's talk about that when we come back because uh i I like where you're going up next though is gino's auto gino's auto has an a plus rating with the better business bureau so if you want the best of the best working on your car call gino's that's gino's with the j at 303-794-6700 or you can find them at genosautoservice.com take advantage of gino's auto services alignment and tire rotation special Winter in Colorado can be tough on your car. Now, through the end of the month, get your vehicle aligned and all four tires rotated for just $99.99. For just $99.99. Geno's can also check to see that your heater is working properly with the cold months ahead. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a Napa Peace of Mind warranty covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. This holiday season, Geno's would like to thank all their clients and longtime customers for their patronage and support. We truly appreciate it. Wishing everyone happy holidays. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Group Insurance Analyst, do you know everything about insurance? If you don't, have GIA shop for you. Paul and Igro and his team will find you the best coverage for auto, home, health, life, and it, it doesn't cost extra. That's the beauty of it. Just call Group Insurance Analyst at 303-423-0162, or you can find them at e-gia.com. 
it pays to shop for health insurance. Plans and prices change every year. Get the best plan at the best price for your health and financial needs. Call GIA Risk Management, your local enrollment center, today at 303-423-0162, extension 100. GIA Risk Management is certified by Connect for Health Colorado, Colorado's official health insurance marketplace. Make an appointment today by calling 303-423-0162, extension 100. Veteran Windows and Doors holds the standard that their products will be as efficient 30 years from now as they are brand new. They do this by offering products that exceed code, are engineered to last a lifetime, and are backed by a warranty which reflects that. The owner, Dave Bancroft, will tell you Windows and Doors can look the same or even identical yet have completely different energy codes. That's why when you work with Veteran Windows and Doors, they explain what the NFRC label and Energy Star ratings actually mean. They can prove that what you're buying meets the energy code requirements for where you live, saving you more money on your heating, lighting, and cooling bills. Make an investment you can trust with their lifetime warranty on your purchase and a five-year installation guarantee. See what Dave and his team can save you with energy-efficient windows and doors by calling Veteran Windows and Doors right now at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash windows. You don't like the way your business has trapped you into working an overtime job every week. John Rush teaches folks in your situation to get out from under their companies using his 40 years of industry experience. Your operation isn't fully functional, at least not with the way it's been going. John Rush will help you fix that by bringing his own knowledge to the table. You're an expert in your industry, so give that job to someone else whose hourly is not as costly as yours should be. John wants you to make your operation run for you. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. And welcome back to Rush Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy Pate filling in for John Rush, along with Shemaine Navarro of... Don't Tread on May. Don't Tread on May. And on the line, we have Lori, Lori Gimmelstein. Now, it looks like Stein, but it's Stein. Is that right, Lori? Um, yeah, my husband actually immigrated from Belarus as a child, and that was the spelling that was given to them... Uh, when they came into New York, of their last name. And, and technically, it's pronounced Himmelstein. Um, Kimmel, over Kimmelstein? Years, it, 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 it's actually pronounced with an H. Um, Himmelstein. But, yes, Himmelstein. Okay. And uh, but now now it's Gimmelstein. We just go with three syllables, make it easy for people. Perfect. Where does it come, um, where, where does it come from? I mean, I know, I, know, I know Himmel or Gimmel is, Himmel is the uh, third, lemma, third letter of the Jewish alphabet, which I thought was mm-hmm. kind of interesting. And then the Stein on the end. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I find yeah. that. It, hey, Lori, I just want to uh, full, full disclosure here in case you're wondering, why is this guy so riled up? <laughs> um, I was raised as a, as a hardcore Marxist leftist. Okay. In a academic leftist family, master's degrees in education, uh, teachers unions, the whole thing. That's what I was raised in the heart of. Okay. Wow. Right. Yeah. And you know, I'm the only one in the family who switched sides. I left. I'm the black sheep. And so, I get really, really wound up 
about when I see parents even having, you know, everybody was treating parents like terrorists when they were coming before school boards when they were upset, you know, a couple of years over the last year or two. For me, I don't know why they even have to come before school boards. It infuriates me that they're even in the position of coming and begging before right. school boards. Why do we even have school boards? Why do they even have to come and beg for their own rights right. when they're paying for this stuff? So, yeah. right. And they don't listen to us. No, they don't. No, they don't. And, and the problem is, Andy and, and Shmay, is that we've had blind trust in our school system. Yeah. And, and you know, as, as an American, I feel like we should be able to trust that. But we can no longer trust our schools. We, um, we have to stand with our teachers. And, and um, it's, it's coming from above the level of the educators. Now, of course, you're going to have... Uh, teachers in the schools that are bringing in controversial uh, agendas. Lori, uh, Lori, the vast majority are hard left. The vast majority well, of teachers and, are. And, there and, are some I'm wonderful. There, no, yeah, but, but let, you you don't have to yeah. be mean, but I will. There, there are <laughs> yeah. the there are some wonderful, magnificent teachers, and I feel for them with what they go through. That is a hard job. Okay, yeah. I know it because I saw it from the inside for many years. But the 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 wide majority of them are hard left go ahead and i will and i might agree with you that they, they are tend to be uh, left-leaning uh democrats but for the most part our teachers that are teaching to teach and to educate aren't bringing politics into the classroom mm-hmm. that that's going to be your rogue teacher like just because somebody's on one side or the other doesn't you, mean they're going to automatically bring in their their political belief system into into the class you're right about I that want, that's more I, of the extremists i, I agree yeah somebody right. at the event from the event uh the launch said i think it was kane he said that you have to remember that sometimes activists go into education as a form of activism and those are the ones that are the hard left and that are pushing an agenda that are you know creating TikToks to talk about how they're transing their kids you know um and so mm-hmm. those ones are the ones we have to really be scared about Mm-hmm. Okay, but Lori, but, so who? That, yeah. So what is really happening? We've got just a couple minutes left here. What is well, really I, happening? Who's driving this? And what do you guys do about it? Um, I believe fundamentally that this is being driven um, nationally by the National Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers Agreed. down to the state-level unions and into the schools. Now, we have, we have educators on both sides of the political spectrum in both the Cherry Creek Parent Advocacy Network and the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network. And really, what it, it, again, it, it's coming down to the fact that in the media, they're making it political. But teachers that really are our kids, educators, I'm so grateful for those that are staying in the schools. For those families that aren't able to get their kids out, like I was very fortunate. We were able to get our youngest out and into a charter school uh, where she is just thriving and succeeding. But not every family has that. And that's why the, the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network is is fighting for this. It, like, we want school choice. We think school choice is going to uh, just open the doors for families um, of multiple different needs. You know, you have students. You want, you have, want the consumers to be able to choose a product. How crazy yeah, is that's that? The way, that's the way capitalism works, and it is the most compassionate system um, on this planet. And so we, I would love, you know, that would be an amazing goal for, you know, school choice to be available to every child in the state of Colorado across our great nation. Um, and 
to give uh, educators also uh, more competition for where they work, right? Like, so uh, there's this narrative right now because there's a big pushback against the teachers' unions that, oh, where are all these teachers? They wanted to get into public education. And, and my argument is, no, they did not want to get into public education. Public education just happens to be the mammoth of the employer. And so they got into education because they want to educate. And teachers that I talk to, I talk to teachers every day, and, and they are just, they're, they're just, they're in such a difficult spot. They, they don't agree with what's happening. They know what's happening violates school board policy. They know that it, controversial issues uh, need to be within the range, knowledge, maturity, and competence of the students. Well, you and, know, Lori, I would agree. The vast majority of educators don't think I get into this to silence parents yeah. and to right. take over their kids from them and instill my values into their kids. But i got to be honest, there's an awful lot who do want to instill their values in the Well, and kids. I think Shemay made a good point. I think there are activists going into education for this very reason. And you know, yeah, I could go they, down the rabbit hole one, one last, in, in other areas like... Uh, but I won't. And what I want to do, because I know we don't have. A no, 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 no. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you another minute here. Hang on for just a sec. But I do okay. think that they pressure the other teachers. And I think the way they do it is very simply this. If you don't want this agenda instilled into our teaching, then you're a racist. You don't you don't like BLM because you don't like black people. You don't like uh, the trans teaching because you don't like trans people. You don't like you know you you don't like gay people. That's why you don't want the uh, gay flag up in classrooms. What they do is say if you don't want to push my agenda, you hate this or that group of people. And I think that's how they pressure. Let's call it the normal teachers, the ones in the middle, into following that. And I want to give those educators the, the knowledge that they are not alone. And I would argue they're in the majority, but because of what you're describing. I think you're right. This, this, um, this push by uh, far left-leaning organizations and media outlets to, to really target groups like that support parents' rights. Like, why would parents' rights be a bad thing? Jimmy Segenberger with the Denver Gazette tomorrow uh, his column coming out is titled "There is nothing extremist about parental rights," and um, and so I, I think that is is critical. Like they're they're calling groups like the the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network an extremist parent group. What is extremist about parents having rights to their own children? And um, so what we we really want to focus on, um, because at the top of the hour here, Shemay brought up school board elections coming up in 2023. And I want to kind of tie back here because it's super important that our listeners, this is a call to action. You need to educate yourself about what your school district's teachers union is spending their money on. Um, And find a teacher that will be willing to share that information with you. Uh, you can, the information is so alarming. And so when you hear the words that teachers union stands behind these candidates for the Board of Education, you tell everyone you know not to vote for them. Yes. Because if the teachers union is in control of who is sitting on our Board of Education, we do not have checks and balances. We need a Board of Education that is going to be a balance between the superintendent of schools and the community that elects the Board of Education to serve it to, to represent them. The teachers' union is not paying the Board of Education. 
the people are. Yeah, and, and something to remember, because I, I played around with knocking on doors during the election season for a school board, and there were a lot of Republicans that said, oh, no, you know, I, I just don't vote during the school board election because I don't have kids in the district. I want to encourage our listeners to not sit this one out. We cannot. You have to align yourself with the parents' choice of, of the school board members that are running because the future of our country actually relies on this. They are educating. They are pushing a prop, uh, you know, they're pushing indoctrination in our schools. And we just really need to just all come out and all vote. So thank you so much, Lori, for, for coming on and sharing what Colorado Parents uh, Advocacy Network is doing. Um, how can people get connected to you? And um, and how can they find groups like this in their own school districts? So the best thing um, parents and community stakeholders and Andy can do is go to coloradoparents.org and click on the Join Us tab and just send us your contact information. Uh, we will connect you with the Parent Stakeholder Advocacy Group in your local school district. And if your local school district does not have a parent stakeholder advocacy group, CPN actually offers mentorship for um, organizing uh, a group. And we, we plan to have 178 uh, parent stakeholder advocacy groups across the state representing all of our public schools um, and also parent advocacy stakeholder groups for uh, private and uh, charter and uh, religious schools uh, and at the university level because once you get your kids through K through 12, the university is, is, is going to be even far more challenging. So uh, just click on, join us on coloradoparents.org, and we will, we will make all the connections for you and make it super easy, calls to action, everything you can do. But, yes, we must all vote in 23. Fantastic. Lori Himmelstein. I think I said it okay. <laughs> sort of, kind of, maybe. And if I, whose name I butchered. Lori, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks, Andy and Shemay. Have a great night. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Okay, coming up after the break, we're going to have Jersey Joe. First of all, we got Flesh and Beck. Kevin Flesh, that's F-L-E-S-C-H. He's ready for court, so your opponent knows you're not bluffing. Call Flesh and Beck at 303-806-8886 or go to fleshlawfirm.com. Get relief from Flesh and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Replacing your furnace can be stressful for your whole family. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will alleviate the stress of replacing your furnace with service that puts your family first. Absolute offers a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee because they value honesty, earning your family's trust with honest work. Their technicians prioritize your family with 
integrity by never upselling you on something you don't need or provided for. Their team goes above and beyond to get the replacement done in one day whenever possible so you can get back to spending quality time together. Get your family-friendly estimate for replacing your home comfort system now with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air by visiting klzradio.com slash absolute or call 720-526-0231 to schedule today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Winterizing your swamp cooler yourself sounds easy until you're actually on the roof trying to figure it out. Don't forego this essential winter checklist item. Call the experts at High Five Plumbing. Preparing your swamp cooler for winter is imperative to stave off mildew, mold, and rust that can build up over time with improper care. Properly winterizing your swamp cooler maximizes its life, so leave it to the professionals at High Five. The main issue that can arise from incorrectly winterizing your swamp cooler is burst or cracked pipes. In the summer, when you try to use it, you discover that it's broken or worse, that it caused devastating hidden water damage to your home. Don't skip this crucial winter prep. Call High Five Plumbing. Mention KLZ for a waived service call fee and a free tub of BioClean drain cleaner. Visit klzradio.com slash plumbing or call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends in a high five. Don't wait to take your car in until you're broken down in a storm, wishing you had done the maintenance. Bring your car into Extreme Auto Repair for maintenance now. Snow could come at any time, and you don't want to be caught off guard in poor conditions, not knowing the condition of your vehicle. Make sure those crucial components of your car, including your tires, battery, headlights, and heater, are going to last you through the winter. As the weather starts changing, fluctuating temperatures affect your car beyond what you see on the surface. So addressing the issues now is critical. Extreme Auto will help you winterize your vehicle, explaining why they recommend certain services to better prepare you for the cold months. Colorado winters are unpredictable. So give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a maintenance appointment. 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. And welcome back to Rush Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. On the line right now, we got Jersey Joe. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing, Andy? Doing all right. Doing all right. Go ahead. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, sure, May. I'm doing, I'm doing really good. I'm good. Last time this year, we doing super. You know what I'm so. better at than doing that? Flipping tables. Like a girl, like a Jersey girl, like ah! flipping tables. Yeah, <laughs> she does have a real rage thing going yeah. on. It's, it's really cool to watch in traffic. <laughs> just so you know. Hey, hey, by the way, did you ever see the South Park episode where? Remember that show uh, the, with all the the, the Jer- Jersey Shore show? Did you ever see that show? I did not see it, but I think I saw the South Park episode. It was hilarious how they uh, the stereotypes they all played. Oh, it was great. And then you were about to say something. I was just going to say, we're going to do a quick segment now, come back and have a longer segment. I, w- I want you to take a look at 2022, 2023. Joe, before we even get into it, I just want to ask you a question. 2023 will be the year of blank. What do you think? Um, uh, f- fecklessness. Ooh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. And I'll come back with the. You want you want the, uh, Shemay, You know the definition of feckless. I, I I remember looking it up once when they said that about. Oh, who said that about us? I don't know. I heard something. <laughs> it's lacking initiative or strength of character. And, and I think, uh, as I look back on 2022, you know, every administration, I can't think of one for the past 30 de- uh, three decades that hasn't been faced with one or more, you know, crises and tough situations. Right. It's, how you deal, it's how you deal with them. And looking at this year, and I've got a list of things that happened this year, some of which we've all probably forgotten about, but I've never seen a more feckless approach to dealing with situations and issues and crisis as I have. And unfortunately, I, I think it's uh, with Biden's deteriorating mental condition, I think it's only going to get worse as we go into 2023. Give us one fact, example what? from 2022. Um, the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Oh, you see, everybody, everybody's already forgotten about that. That happened this year. That uh, I, I believe it. I believe it happened. Am I wrong? It, no. It was when? When? Anyway, I thought that, that I thought it was uh, I thought it was 2021, but it may have been 20. You know, I've kind of put 2022 in my rear view because it was so painful. Right. But you know, you look at how we've dealt with these things. Um, you know, the Im- immigration. By the way, you know, it's finally starting to turn. Uh, the, the, the network news are finally starting to go down to places like El Paso, and they're showing people sleeping, immigrants sleeping on sidewalks and freezing weather and blankets. And I think the mentality of the now that it's on the news, people are finally starting to wake up to, yeah, this is a crisis, and these little border towns, you know, can't be expected um, to deal with, you know. 2,000 people a week being dumped onto their streets. Joe, would you say 2023 is a year when people are going to finally realize, not just the right, but people in the middle are finally going to realize this is an invasion, a full invasion? I would say so. They're they're realizing it's an invasion. They realize we don't have the resources. And as you know, I, I, I spend an hour or so every morning on these liberal sites. Even the liberal sites are starting to say around, hey, we got to do. We can't keep doing this. You know, we can't keep absorbing three million people a year into this country. You know, they're not permitted to work. They don't even if they were permitted to work, most of them don't have the skills to do anything but the most crude manual labor, and even that drags down the wages of other Americans. So even the liberals who frequent these liberal sites are starting to wake up to the fact that the immigration invasion is harming this country and it's harming them deeply. I'm seeing the side turn. Yeah, you're, you still have the, the ones, no, 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 we have to welcome them all. But that voice is getting smaller and smaller, and the voice is, we need to stop, you know, we need to fix this. You know, and Joe, and I, I'm seeing more voices who don't like that voice. I'm seeing more people, not just on the right, but in the middle, basically telling these people who want amnesty all over the place, basically looking at them and saying, shut up, we're being invaded. Yep. This is crazy. We're being overrun. I'm seeing that. Again, I'm seeing less and less support uh, for, you know, open borders. Uh, and again, even when the liberals start to turn on, you know, they're starting to turn on each other. They're eating their own. Uh, and I haven't seen that in a long, long time. It used to be unified. Uh, you know, everything Biden does, Biden walks on water. This is great. We have to support him. Uh, they're turning on him. And I, I think that's it's good for the country that they're turning on them. Okay, when we come back for break, I want to hear Joe's take on 2023. Sound good? Sound good, all right. 
All right. Up next is Denver IT Security. Business email compromises on the rise. But John Kanata of Denver IT Security can make your business too much work for hackers. Makes it just too much work for hackers. So get the best. Find Denver IT Security at RushToReason.com. Remote employees can pose a big risk to the cybersecurity of your business. Smart light bulbs, smart TVs, smart thermostats, and any kind of smart-enabled device in your employees' homes can let the bad guys in and put your business in danger. Once a hacker breaches your employees' home network, they can easily jump into another network, the one in your office. Denver IT Security protects your business from the hackers and viruses that easily get around standard home networks. With their help, your business systems can be monitored around the clock, so you know your operations are secure. Even when your employees are working from home, coffee shops, hotels, or airports. Avoid the unnecessary risk with the certainty of cyber protection from Denver IT Security. Find out how you can secure your business now by calling 720-593-6688. That's 720-593-6688. Or go to klzradio.com security. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill and you feel months worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com sun. Planning for your retirement doesn't need to be rigid to be a solid plan. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial asks what is uniquely important to you before diving into the numbers, getting an accurate picture of how to realistically get there. Once Al understands your individual circumstances, he can figure out what needs to be adjusted, positioning you with the best trajectory to reach your goal. Golden Eagle Financial wants to get to know what you want your retirement to look like so that a plan can be created to make that happen. By incorporating a strategy that works with your lifestyle, Al can partner with you to make sure that a comfortable retirement is in your future. Schedule a conversation at his office for a fresh look at your financial future. Call 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128 now or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. And welcome back to Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy Pate filling in for John Rush along with Shemaine Navarro. On the line is Jersey Joe. Joe, lead us into 2023. 
All right. Uh, well, a couple of the globally, I, I think there's at least a 50-50 chance the war in Ukraine ends before spring. Um, you know, Russian, uh, Russia is really stretched thin. The cold weather is going to stretch them even further. Uh, you've all heard the, you know, the reports of their deserters and whatnot. I think there's at least a 50-50 chance the war in Ukraine ends uh, before uh, April gets here. Just my any thoughts? It's certainly possible. I don't know. I there, there, honestly, here's the problem, Joe. Uh, the idea of Putin giving up or backing down seems highly unusual. I would think that there would have to be some kind of settlement re- regarding Eastern Ukraine. No, and I, part of that part of that end is that he's going to want to, Ukraine to acknowledge that Crimea belongs to Russia. That'll be the concession. Then he can walk away uh, with, you know, saving face that the Ukraine has conceded that Crimea belongs to Russia. I think that's the uh, political uh, solution that would put an end to the war. I can see it. Yep. Um, I don't think Biden makes it to the end of the year. Um, You know, if his uh, mental acuity continues to degrade the way it has been, uh, now, don't get me wrong, I am not looking forward to Kamala Harris as our president, but uh, I think there's an excellent chance by this time next year uh, Kamala Harris will be the president of the United States. Okay, I'll disagree there. I think Biden finishes out his term. Keep going. Um, recession. I think we're, we're going to have a recession. You know, I think we're going to, by the way, I don't know if you know this, that uh, car sales this year were down 8%. That's huge, 8%. Um, I Actually, that surprises me that it was only that much with inventories where they were. I mean, right. there weren't any cars. There weren't any cars, right. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, so sales are down. I think you're going to start to see layoffs in the automobile industry. We've already seen them in the tech industries. Uh, I think you're going to start to see layoffs there. We're already seeing layoffs in, in, the, in the, of course, you know, new home sales are down dramatically. I think new home sales are down. New home construction and building permits are oh, yeah. 6%. Now, when you stop building new homes, people think, well, it's just a bunch of workmen. No, when you stop building new homes, it's all the feeder industry, the people that make the sinks, the plumbing, the toilets, the toilet fixtures, right. uh, the, the carpeting, the copper pipes, the wiring, the lighting fixtures, everything that goes into a house, it ripples through the economy. If you go back to the 2008, when the housing industry crashes, it crashes all of the feeder industries um, that go with it, you know, the... the People that make the Tyvek, the wraps, the glass windows. Uh, I mean, it just ripples through the economy, and I think we're well on the road to there. Well, Joe, you know, you know, housing, you know, building has to have been cratering because it is harder than anything to find an apartment. I mean, apartments Absolutely. are apartment buildings are packed. Mm-hmm. And right, because there's no home. You know, the the housing market is dead. There's, you know, the the the, the normal route was. You know, people move out of their first home into their next home. And then the apartment dwellers, you know, they would buy their first home. They would buy that little 1,400-square-foot, you know, two-bedroom, three-bedroom home. Well, there's no new homes being built. And if they, even if they were, with mortgage rates at 6%, the people living in a $350,000 home can't make the jump to the $550,000 home. So that's why nobody's leaving the apartments and as you know, as people are trying to move out of mom and dad's home, which, by the way, isn't happening. More and more people are staying. You, you call it, they call it multi-generational housing, uh, where there's no apartments, so the kids are graduating from college and moving back in with mom and dad. 
Yeah, I, I see the exact effects you're talking about. I think housing is going, the problems in housing is going to lead the way into some pretty hard economic times. Let me ask you this. Do you think coming out of the holidays we're going to be seeing a fair number of layoffs in a lot of the major companies? Absolutely. Again, because between, and, and, if, and if you start to, not only housing, and I mentioned all those other feeder industries, and by the way, I think the list of feeder industries for housing is about 30 there's about 30 industries that go into producing um, what goes into a house, everything from the glass in the windows to the sheetrock in the walls to the wiring in the walls to the copper pipes to the right. PVC pipes. You know, there's 30 feeder industries. So when you stop building homes, uh, you're going to see layoffs in those 30 feeder industries. Yeah, and by the and way, that's a lot of well-paid workers who are not going and tipping well at a restaurant. Exactly. And by the way, I'm going to It go affects back everything. I used to work in Syracuse, New York, for Carrier, the world's largest air conditioning maker. When Carrier shut down its plant in Syracuse, they employed about 3,800 very well-paid people. It put the city of Syracuse into a recession. Restaurants closed. Bowling alleys closed. Appliance stores closed. um, Dry cleaners closed. Movie theaters closed. So that that one uh, 3,800-person, company in one city put the whole city into a recession joe uh, remember when oil you know dropped and people were laying people off left and right in the oil industry a few years back it cratered the industries i mean it cratered the businesses and the restaurants in downtown denver even up in um um, just north up up in uh, weld county um, oh yeah they were running all these stories in Denver Post. You know, you know, the restaurant that used to have a waiting line for breakfast was now seating six people at seven o'clock in the morning. Right. Uh, the bowling, you know, the, again, the bowling alleys, the liquor stores. Uh, you know, Weld County took a hit. I, I don't. I, my memory's not that good in terms of how many businesses you know closed and just went out of business uh, because they weren't. And even the service industry, there were homes going into foreclosure. Um, people were deferring maintenance on their homes. So we saw it in Weld County when they passed that. Uh, but it, it was, by the way, the voters. It was interesting. That's when the voters voted it down, and then the legislature went ahead and said, "Well, we're going to do it anyway, even though you voted it down." Remember that new restriction about so many thousands of feet? You, you couldn't have a right. well within so many thousands of feet of a, of a rose bush or something. Right. It got shot down because they said, "Don't set back oil in Colorado," and then it got thro- pushed through anyway by Polis and Company at the Capitol. Right, and it put Weld County into a into a mini recession. Right, uh, and I think think you're going to see that happen nationwide between the auto industry and the housing industry. Um, let's talk about inflation. I see inflation coming down. I don't see it going below five percent. People, oh, that's great. No, if look at it this way: if you were an obese person that was gaining ten pounds a month, and now you're only gaining five pounds a month, are you healthy? No, no. not at all. So, so uh, to me, that's the analogy. Yeah, I think inflation is going to come down from it was 8.1, I think, what, 7.5. I think we're going to get down close to 5. But remember, that's 5% next year. If we have 5% inflation in July of 2023, that 5% is added to the 8.1% right. that we had in July of this year. So the net change from 2021 is the 8.1 plus the 5. It'll be 13%. Over over a two year period, and Joe, this so, was only created by cratering our economy with uh, rising interest rates. Okay, rising so interest, right. I mean we we've wrecked the economy to get inflation down, 
And even then, it's only going to get down to around five, and that's added on to last year. Added on to last year's eight. And by the way, and what got us here, you know, Kevin O'Leary on Shark Tank, they call him Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. I think he summed it up greatly. There's a meme out, and I verified the quote. And here's his quote in terms of how we got to this runaway inflation, which is the cause of having these interest rates. Here's his quote. You added $7 trillion of fresh money into the economy in 30 months. What the hell did you think was going to happen? Exactly. I think that it just sums it up. You increased the money supply. People were flush with money. We were sending out $1,400 checks. We were sending out um, uh, PPP loan forgiveness. We were sending out uh, payroll tax rebates. Um, and, and, you know, and remember, you used to get, if you're unemployed, you got three. You were making more in unemployment than you were if you were working up in the, I remember I had friends in the casino industry that the people they laid off were literally making more money by not working uh, right. I had a friend, and, and he said, I can't hire these people because they're making more money now by not working than they are if, if they went back to work. It was just crazy. It's horrible. Uh, okay, you got so, about uh, about 40 seconds. Go. And COVID. Been there, done that. I think COVID is over. Um, yep. Very, I think there are very few mass diehards, so I think uh, COVID's kind of been there, done that. I think we've seen the end of COVID. January 6th. Oh, interesting. I wonder if anybody's going to actually try to prosecute Trump. Because if they do, I think it'll be a, uh, an albatross for them. Because I don't think, uh, if, they, if they do it for show, I don't think they can get a conviction on Trump. Uh, no, they no can't. Jury. And they I, can't. I, I think it'll be terrible for their political career. I agree. And it's either DOJ nationally or this Letitia James in New York State. Uh, I think whoever does it first is setting themselves up for a massive failure. I agree. Did you see the subpoena was pulled back today? So yep, they pulled, it, they pulled I, the subpoena. I think they're imploding, Joe. Thank you so much. Great job. And I think 2023, a lot of it's going to go exactly as you say. Folks, that's it for today. Our number one is up next. Uh, John returns next week. And Shemay, did you have fun? I had so much fun. I love being here. You can also catch me on the Michael or the Matthew Dark show on 560, this exact station, from 9 to 10 a.m. with Matthew Dark. I co-host there as well. Awesome. Okay, folks, until next week, see, uh, drive safe, God bless, and thanks for joining us at Rush to Reason, KLZ 560.